Hi and welcome to the Mum Boss Method podcast. Happy Monday. Happy half term is over. I hope that you survived. At the time of recording this, I'm halfway through half term. It's Wednesday in the week of half term. Uh, I have survived so far. I feel if you've been listening to my social media, I feel like I cheated for the first couple of days. Uh, Last night, Karma came and bit me on the bum, quite frankly, because uh, he was giggling until far too late for a 12-year-old whilst talking to his friends last night, and I had to tell him off a couple of times. So I wasn't very happy about that, but what can you do? Not a lot. Um, I just need to take a chew off the dog because it's making a lot of noise. Sorry, Henry, you can have that back in a minute. He's looking at me like I have just taken away his food. Um, Okay, today we are going to talk about travel and weight loss and controlling what you can. And actually you can apply this to a lot of things. It doesn't just have to be travel. It doesn't just have to be travel for work. You can you can think about this if you're going away for the weekend, just staying with family. A lot of what I'm going to be talking about now is going to be really applicable for when you're kind of spending any length of time away from home. And the reason that I'm doing this podcast on this topic is a few of my clients, quite a few of my clients travel for work. Um, Now, that could be for one day it could be for a couple of days at a time one of them actually has a trip to Australia coming up so that's going to be a couple of weeks at a time and you know it's been something that we've been talking about quite a bit and I thought I would share you know my tips and tricks on this with you Um, Because obviously traveling can make sticking to your plans and reaching your goals even more challenging. But what I want to tell you is it's not impossible. Now, I used to travel quite a lot for my corporate job, both in the UK and across Europe. I was often away for, you know, three or four days at a time. And I used to see this travel as a complete free-for-all on what I could eat or drink. So, you know, the minute I stepped out of the front door with my bag um, and got into the car, that was it. Calories didn't count. Uh, pretty much since I since I left the house, not just my home county. Um, and that's changed a lot, okay. The last three years have been very different anyway. I obviously was working in my corporate job through the pandemic. I now have run my own business. So my life looks very different anyway. But actually in the last couple of years at my corporate job before the pandemic, when I had changed my lifestyle, I started to approach traveling really differently. And so I'm sharing with you not just the things that have worked with my other clients that have traveled, but things that worked for me um, in corporate life and now because I do travel now um, you know just this summer I've been to Brighton I'm going to Glasgow in a couple of weeks time Um, in fact when this is released I'm going to Glasgow next weekend oh 
how exciting. Um, so how I approach travel has completely changed. So I'm going to share with you some tips, but also some challenges for you, some challenges to the way that you maybe approach things right now and how you think about things. So your mindset around that travel. And the first thing you need to think about is that there's always going to be things you can't control. So meals out with the team for for example, or super long days, not being able to get the food that you would normally eat. But then there's always going to be things you can control on the flip side of that. And so they're the things I'm going to talk you through today. Now, remember what we're looking for is consistency. We're looking for consistency and that you tried your best and not perfection. Because if you're constantly striving for perfection and then you don't get perfection, you're just going to give up anyway. So we're looking for you consistently trying your best. Okay. so the first thing that I want to share with you, I've kind of covered already, but it's about changing your mindset. Okay. if you see travel as a free for all, then how do you expect to change this behaviour? You know you're not going to, or you're not likely to be able to eat as you would normally at home or move as you had normally, but focus on what you can do. So we need to step away from this, you know, calories don't count when we're traveling or it doesn't count because I'm not at home. There's a couple of times that I really consider that calories don't count and that's my birthday. (laughs) or maybe Charlie's birthday and Tom's birthday and then the couple of days of Christmas. But, you know, this this rule kind of applies to Christmas as well. One of my clients, Helen, said to me earlier this week, Christmas is two days. And I just used to always see it as a two week free for all. So if you're traveling and whether it's for a day, whether it's for four days, whether it's for four weeks, you need to step away from that mindset of this is a free for all. And you need to step away from thinking, well, I can't control everything. So actually, I'm not even going to try and control anything. That's an all or nothing mindset. That's also a perfectionist mindset. So you need to step away from that and focus what you can do. So focus on what is within your your control. So if we're just talking about one day's travel or you're going to be at home for one of your meals for the day, can that meal stay the same? Can you have your regular breakfast or will you be home by dinner or can you take some snacks with you rather than rely on snacks at the train station or snacks at the airport, which let's face it, whether you're paying for it or your company's paying for it are are expensive anyway. They're normally at least double the price of that in a regular supermarket. So what is within your control? Okay. That's the first thing to, to consider. Change your mindset and think about what you can control, not worrying about what you can't. If you're going to be sitting for a long time, where do you have the opportunity to get a bit of movement in? 
So again, this might be down to it being, you know, can you do your regular workout? Sorry, I'm turning my phone on to do not disturb because I forgot to do that. Um, can you get your regular workout in? So maybe you're not traveling until mid midday. So can you get your morning workout in? Or can you get some steps in, right? Can you get a quick walk in before you leave for your travel? Now, if you're going off at 4am in the morning, no, probably not. But consider what time you're you're going. You know, on, on the occasions where I would travel late morning, early afternoon, I would always still try to get to the gym or at least get out for a walk with the dog. So an example I've got is in the summer, I did some corporate work in London. Now the location that this corporate work was, was a bit of a pig to get to. It had about five changes on the train. So what I decided to do was to walk a good chunk of the way. And it worked out at about an hour's walking um, for the whole day, plus the walking I did to get to and from the stations and around on the underground and stuff. And that day I smashed my steps for the day. So although I missed my workout, I couldn't get to the gym. I felt good about what I did because I chose to actually think oh, such a, on some of those train changes, I would have been on the train for one stop, two stops, and then changed again. Um, so I felt really good about that, about that decision. Speaking about trains, you know, you could get off a train a stop earlier probably a bit easier on tubes in London to do that. Um, or you could choose to walk around an airport instead of sitting, staring at your phone whilst you're drinking a coffee just to get a few more steps in. So think about in terms of movement, if you're gonna be sat down for a really long time, where are the opportunities for you to get that movement in? Now, one of the biggest problems I used to face when I traveled Europe was that I would eat breakfast as soon as I checked into the air at the airport. Now, sometimes my flights were as early as 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. So I was sometimes eating breakfast at 5 a.m. And then by the time I got off the plane, I'd be starving again. And then I'd need to eat again because and, and that's then two breakfasts. Then you'd eat lunch and then I'd have dinner or whatever. Now, I figured out this was a bit of a mindset thing for me because now I get up between five and 5.30, I walk the dog, I train at the gym before I've had breakfast. So I'm having breakfast now. The earliest I tend to have breakfast is 9 a.m. But I'm having it between nine and 10.30 every morning. So I didn't need my prep breakfast at the airport before I got on my plane to Germany or whatever. Maybe if I was a bit peckish, a piece of fruit would have done. I could have carried that in my bag from home. But again, that was a mindset thing. Oh, at the airport must have breakfast. Oh, at the train station must have breakfast. If you find you do need to eat when you get up that early, and I'm not telling you you can't, I'm just giving you some tools here to get yourself around these situations. Work out what's the latest time you can eat. 
because if you have your breakfast super early then you're going to want to have your lunch super early and you're probably going to find you eat an extra meal on that day because of that travel now like i say if if you are one of these people that absolutely must eat as soon as they get up i'm not telling you to make yourself feel faint and sick and not eat at all what i'm saying is work out when the latest time is maybe work out is it that i need two breakfasts or can't will a piece of fruit tide me over until you know it's a bit more of a reasonable time other things to think about is when you're eating on the go, try to pick the protein, fruit and veg options. So sometimes this might mean three separate packets of something. And I always think of M&S here because they always have M&S food stores at train stations. So it might be if you're a meat eater, some cooked chicken, a little salad pot, and um, because the regular salads I find from the shops don't have enough protein in and there may be a fruit pot okay so always go for the um, the protein fruit and veg options and that does normally mean staying away from sandwiches because they tend and that's nothing to do with the bread it's because they tend to not have enough protein in them now let's say you're socializing with the team whilst you're traveling remember it's okay to say no no to alcohol no to dessert no to anything you want you know don't need to eat or drink things you don't want to for bonding purposes and for those of you that are listening rather than watching i'm doing with the bunny ears quotation marks things if you were pregnant right no one would expect you to drink alcohol if you said you didn't smoke, no one would force you to smoke a cigarette. If you said you were gluten-free, vegan or allergic to nuts, no one would force you to eat, you know, something with gluten in, something with meat in it or nuts just because they all are. So just because you're not pregnant you might be pregnant listening to this but or you're um you know you we're not talking about smoking and maybe you're not gluten-free or whatever don't let other people peer pressure you into eating and drinking things you don't want to why is it socially acceptable to be able to say to someone oh come on don't be boring just have a drink you wouldn't say that to a pregnant person why is it socially acceptable to say oh go on have dessert everyone else is you wouldn't say to someone who didn't smoke come on have a cigarette i am would you so why is it why is it socially acceptable to expect people to eat and drink things they don't want to just to make you feel better because that's what we're talking about at the end of the day people that try to get you to and this is more about drinking alcohol but you also find it with things like dessert people often tell you oh go on have a drink don't be so boring oh go on have a dessert it doesn't matter now they're doing that to make themselves feel better because they've had a drink or three 
and they're having dessert there's nothing wrong with having a drink if you want to there's nothing wrong with having a dessert if you want to but if you don't want to why is it okay for someone to make you feel guilty for that so just remember that um the same principle as traveling when you're out for meals try to pick the protein and veg options or eat them first on your plate and then similarly to when you're socializing you know pick two from a starter main dessert and alcohol if it's a set menu so like a conference or something eat until you're 80% full and stop and that might mean if there's a starter you eat the protein on the starter and the veg on the starter and you leave everything else and then you get you know that there's there's um, a main and pudding coming so again on your main you eat the protein and the veg and then you stop and then maybe you have a taste of the dessert until you are comfortable and then you stop and by the way you can still say no to alcohol if you want um stay hydrated traveling can leave you super hydrated especially if you're worried about needing the loo on the train hi that's me um i hate going to the loo on the train so make sure that where you can you can keep a water bottle with you don't forget in most airports now you can take your refillable bottle and if they don't have a water tap in the airport um, any of the bars and restaurants will fill up your water bottle so you don't have to buy plastic bottles of water you can take your regular water bottle empty it before you go through security and fill it up the other end um if you're staying for quite a few days find out if the hotel that you're staying at has a gym or a pool um, because even 20 minutes on um, a treadmill for a couple of days that you're there means you will have moved your body before sitting in all of those meetings all, all day this is really important as well if you're going somewhere where you've never been before and you know i'm recording this in winter i'm aware people might be listening to this in the future hello future people um but in the winter if you're going somewhere you've never been before do you really want to be walking around early in the morning or late at night when it's dark trying to get your steps in in a place that you're not familiar with no i don't recommend you do, doing that so find out what facilities your hotel has and see if you can get a bit of movement in before your day starts or at the end um okay this one used to catch me out all the time Bis biscuits and treats in the meeting room when I worked in my corporate job I was um, a learning and development manager and we often ran training courses in the hotel next door and part of the package at the hotel was that at break times they always would put out homemade cookies and cakes and all sorts of things and I love a biscuit so I found that really really difficult um not to um you know have them now one of the things that was easier about that is that they were all on kind of high tables and it was your whole group and it might have been other groups and so actually if I took two or three cookies or biscuits or cakes or whatever I would look a bit greedy it's more when there's those bowls in the middle of the table of things or plates or boxes of biscuits or chocolates that just go round and round and round the room and you just end up like eating them don't deny yourself completely if you want one have one 
but enjoy it mindfully and then step away. So don't do the, oh, I'm just taking one because it's going past me and I'm going to, you know, eat it while, whilst I'm on my way to the loo or whatever. Eat it, enjoy it and then step away. Um, remember travel can be really tiring even when you're the one that's not doing the driving make sure you get enough sleep and that in itself right can be challenging if you're not in your own bed um but you know the night before try and get good sleep the night after try and get good sleep try and get to bed on time and even if you find yourself kind of lying awake in your hotel room because you're not at home you're finding it difficult to sleep don't be tempted I used to do this all the time don't be tempted to work um try to rest so maybe read or listen to a podcast or some meditation or a sleep track or you know something like that um if you track your food can you try to track whilst you're away so sometimes that's really difficult I remember being in Poland and Polish food is delicious but really difficult at times to know what you're eating and so attempting it was difficult but I often did attempt to do that so you can make a guess it doesn't have to be perfect just give it a go um when you get home just go back to normal normal calories normal planned routines there's no need to over restrict and expect that the scales will go up from the travel from the tiredness from different or more food from more salt maybe some alcohol just get back to your normal routines and this will go down you know if the scales jump up four pounds and you've only been away one or two nights that is not four pounds of body fat that is water retention and then my last tip is be kind to yourself and this this comes in many forms firstly no beating yourself up this is part of your job this is you know something that you know comes with the territory there is no need to beat yourself up a couple of days is not going to set you back after all the hard work you've put in firstly but the second point and i think this is probably the more important point and probably the one that you're going to find harder to implement is remember you have just taken time away from your family from your home from your friends from your normal routines and responsibilities for your job and my guess is that for most of you you won't have been paid any extra for that i know certainly i was not paid any extra for the days and days of travel that i did and you know i'll be really honest very rarely got any time back for it so you're you're doing this outside of time with your family be kind to yourself set boundaries you know if you're not getting home from the airport until 11 p.m at night do you need to be in the office at 8 a.m the next morning is there some flexibility your boss can give you about what time you get in can you work from home you've just spent a couple of days away from everyone that you love and your home comforts on behalf of that company be kind to yourself and ask 
if you can take some time back. Because remember, you can always make more money, you can't make any more time. Okay? So that's my download of the things that helped me most when I worked in corporate, the things that have helped my clients who travel, whether it be for work or for pleasure or whatever. Um, I know, I know it's really easy to put yourself in this mindset of, oh, doesn't count, I'm on a plane. Um, but if you do this regularly, you know, I'm not talking about, oh, I do this once a year. If you do this regularly, it will count. And so these are the things that are going to help you to get the results you want. And this is what I'm talking about consistently and trying. You know, if you're doing this every every month, every two months, and it's two or three days at a time, this could be the difference between you making really slow progress and speeding your progress up and, and seeing your progress come quicker. Because you're trying your best and you're applying the principles you know more consistently. So I hope that was helpful. Um, if you would like some support with your fat loss, your fitness, your health, your self-care, don't forget I run group coaching programs and I also offer one-to-one -one coaching for those of you that aren't quite ready to um, be working in a group just yet, you want that higher touch. You can find out more about that on my website themumbossmethod.com and you want the work with me tab. Um, just to let you know that my next intake of the last diet club that is my signature group coaching program starts on Monday the 6th of November I am taking enrollments for that right now if you enroll right now you get my support from right now if you're listening to this and it's past the 6th of November you can go to my website and find out when the next intake is it's roughly about every seven or eight weeks but in this particular round in the lead up to Christmas we are going to be focusing on not just getting you some results before Christmas but also helping you to approach Christmas in a completely different way to how you have done before because I bet that Many of you listening have um, approached Christmas as a free-for-all, just like we've been talking about now. You have gone hell for leather for two weeks and gotten yourself up on the 1st of January, hungover or not, no judgment from me, and you've felt like absolute rubbish. You've felt sluggish, you know you've overeaten, you know you've drunk too much, and you then feel like you need to go diving headfirst into that fad crash diet and start the cycle from the 1st of January of the new year. And in the last diet club for this last intake of the year, we are going to be focusing on how you enjoy Christmas without waking up on the 1st of January and feeling like that. So if you want in on that action and you want to start with me right now, then get in touch. You can click on the links in the show notes. I would love to have you join us. Okay, have an awesome week. I hope this has been helpful and don't forget, you know where I am, come and find me and speak to you soon. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it and tag me on Instagram at The Mum Boss Method. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Have an awesome week.